What do today's fastest growing direct consumer brands all have in common? They use Klaviyo to personalize their marketing, build their customer relationships, and automate their online sales. Whether it's a new subscriber or your most loyal customer, growing your e-commerce business starts with creating amazing marketing experiences. Discover winning marketing strategies in Klaviyo's new video series, Ready, Set, Grow. Each week, you'll explore key tactics of some of Klaviyo's more than 17,000 customers who use these to grow their business. To tune in to Ready, Set, Grow, and to receive even more helpful content, visit klaviyo.com slash blend. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash B-L-E-N-D. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Shopify Across the Pond. Um, I'm actually really excited today to have our next guest join us. And our next guest is John Chow, who's the founder of the segments by Trestle. Now, I originally, I think, got in touch um, actually with John uh, via the Shopify experts group uh, that Jonathan Kennedy, my previous guest, uh, is obviously the founder of. Um, so as I say, it's um, it's been a guest I've been looking for for a little while. So John, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Adam. No, no problem at all. Um, now, I think, you know, from sort of the, the initial uh, outline of the show that we had today, obviously, on the, the podcast website, um, many of the listeners will kind of understand, you know, that we're, we're here to talk about data. And I suppose, you know, kind of when it comes to data, sometimes we can kind of be a little bit apprehensive and kind of wondering, you know, what's this all about? Do we need to use it? Why, from a Shopify merchant's point of view, should we care about data? Yeah, so, so I think when you think about data in the consumer space, right, there's really like two best examples that I can come up with, which is Netflix with DVDs and Amazon with books, right? Mm-hmm. They both started with a relatively small niche. They collected tons of information about the customers, who you are, what you like to watch, where you live, you know, what you search for, what your shopping habits are, right? And then that's, that's basically a giant elephant in the room is that traditional operating models can no longer compete without data. And you look at like Borders and Blockbusters, these are household names um, completely wiped off the map, mm. right? And then, so I think there's no way merchants can compete effectively without being smart about their customer data. And the holy grail really is to have a personalized experience for every single one of your customers, make it as easy as possible for them to be fans of your brand. And you know, that requires getting really deep into their taste profiles, um, creating micro-segmentations, browsing behavior, and so on. Right? And so what's, what's, what's amazing about Shopify is that it has built really a lot of the necessary data foundations for stores and collected tons of information for merchants. And I, I feel like right now, most merchants are vastly underutilizing their data, and it's a huge opportunity for them. Mm, no, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, that's something that we certainly see with our clients is that, you know, when they're kind of thinking about data, they realize that it's out there, but they know that they are really you know, not even scratching the surface. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, like it's, it's really good to kind of hear you kind of put it into that context of, of thinking about brands like Borders and Blockbuster that, you know, regardless of, of where you're on the world, you will know that, you know, those are brands that did kind of, you know, fall down because of that basis. So cool. Okay, great. Well, look, I think the one of the um, things that I like to start off with is that I know uh, that you used to actually work uh, at LinkedIn as a data scientist. Now, I'd, I'd really love you to kind of tell us a bit more about your experience there. Uh, it'd be great if we could, could hear a bit more. Sure. Um, so I'm a math and stats guy, right? And always 
felt like with statistics is you learn from history and you can predict the future, that kind of be a useful thing, right? And so uh, I started my career uh, at a demand, demand forecasting company. Uh, we were predicting sales and measuring effects of promotions for like Walmarts and targets of the world. Uh, that was 13 years ago uh, before really data science got its name, right? So um, while I was there, I learned a tremendous amount about retail and pricing. You know, we were running sophisticated regression models. Uh, we were accurately predicting sales of products to within about 5% error rate at a category level, you know, including Black Friday and Christmas, right? Wow. So um, the, the, the thing is, we had these sophisticated pricing schemes, right, that would tell you, you know, how much you would sell if you price it at $20 versus $30 and then do a promotion for 20%, right? And then we could tell you then how much inventory you, could, you should carry. So um, it was all great, but the problem was that the individual brick and mortar stores, they had to carry out these plans. And, and the issue was like com compliance was poor because sometimes things get held up or there's a communication error and, or, or maybe people just forgot. That significantly reduced the benefits of all the sophisticated modeling and pricing. And it, it might've been too complicated to be honest uh, for, for you know, just a, a sophisticated operation um, you know, in the traditional setting. And so that's when I knew that e-commerce is the future, right? Because these type of inefficiencies are, are rare or, or maybe non-existent because you could implement multiple pricing A-B tests or segment your users differently and then offer different levels of promotion with just a few lines of code. Mm -hmm. So that's um, when I knew, you know, like e-commerce, Amazon, things are going to take over and really disrupt the industry for everyone. Um, so for my second job, I wanted to sharpen my storytelling um, skills with, with big data. And I joined a, a digital marketing agency. Um, while I was there, I was using Facebook and Twitter data to predict movie and DVD sales, um, creating user segments with Twitter follows. Uh, as an example, we found this, uh, we, we were studying Harry Potter fans and we right. found, yeah, we found this closet female nerd segment, right? Because we, we, we saw there's a lot of people who follow Harry Potter and a, they also follow a lot of female oriented um, handles like Britney Spears or The View. And so we presented this finding to our client and they were super surprised. They were like, wow, how did you do this? Because we spent like a million dollars and like took three months to come up with this segment. And that was something that we did around like two weeks or so. Right. Wow. So, um, you know, agency was like, it was really, I had a lot of fun there. We were doing, you know, crazy stuff all the time, helping our clients. Um, but I felt sometimes a little lonely because I was like a one-man think tank, right? And I wanted the opportunity to really like play with the best. And so the opportunity came up and I joined LinkedIn and didn't look back, right? <laughs> so um, really at LinkedIn, how is that different? I, I felt this is really where um, I learned what success looks like, right? At the best analytics company in the world. Um, we were building predictive models based on like user behavior, looking at connections of people and companies, uh, predicting who's going to buy, who's about to churn. Um, I even built a lookalike models, uh, so to speak, to target our, our target audience, right? It's, uh, it's spent a lot of time really learning how to summarize complex data points into actionable insights and reporting and help deliver real ROI for the business. Um, the one thing that I really learned really is that data science is not about fancy charts or models, right? It's really about how do you take, uh, extract useful insights from the data, summarize them into understandable terms and pieces of information and help business make smarter data driven decisions, right? It's just extract, summarize and infer.
I like that. I like that. I like extract some rising fur. I think that's that's a, a great way to kind of look at it. And I suppose you know that the great thing to kind of to lead on with then is sort of can you tell us a little bit more about what segments is because obviously you know you I, I'm guessing that you know kind of your experiences there have sort of driven a lot of it. But it'd be really great to hear mm-hmm. kind of you know for for our listeners tell us about exactly what it is that uh, the segments is and what it does. Sure, I'd uh, love to. So when we talk about like why people should care about data, right? So part of that reason, the equation that's missing is the accessibility of, of sort of skills or, or tools to help you analyze your data, right? I really mm-hmm. felt data science is not accessible outside of sort of the giants, right? The tech giants. And so segments really is our, our data analytics platform that really help you do um, kind of what I described earlier, right? Like extract, summarize, and refer to really deeply understand your customers, uh, create segments that, you know, based on their personal experiences. Uh, and we want to give these kind of analytics and data science tools that, that Amazon and Walmart of the world have to everyone to sh- at Shopify. So we want to help you easily sort, segment, and target your customers um, with simple reporting, actionable insights built in. Uh, really just think of us as like your personal data scientist, right? If, if you and I, we were sit down to go over your data, like this is segments is the thing I would tell you to do. Cool. Because I suppose you know the, the other thing is that probably a lot of listeners are saying, "Well, okay, you know, hang on a minute, I've I've got Google Analytics, but you know, what would you say is is kind of the big differences between how you kind of approach thing with segments than than kind of Google Analytics?" Yeah, um, yeah, we can we get that a lot. Like a lot of people ask, "Well, well, I can get some of these data from Google Analytics or Shopify Analytics, right?" And so, uh, sure, like there's definitely data that um, overlaps between the tools, but that is just because we want to report the key metrics, right? And then that usually happens across tools. Um, but the the difference between Google Analytics and Segment is that Google Analytics is a very powerful open source data, right? That helps you analyze your web traffic, uh, has a lot of functionality and flexibility. And that comes at a cost, and the cost is simplicity. And I find it it's incredibly complicated uh, to really learn and master uh, Google Analytics. And it, it, to be honest, it kind of requires coding knowledge that is not really accessible to most. So we take a different approach, right? We wanted to start with something that is like super simple and understandable, and prioritize use cases that matter for e-commerce first. And you know, you don't need all of the bells and whistles of Google Analytics. But this gives you uh, simplicity, automation. Uh, we start with your order history, we build the metrics, and then we form insights by your customers, and then we segment them based on who they are and what they shop that are native to your store. So for example, like you can find um, you know, who your top customers are by customer lifetime value, and then sync them to your email uh, in three to four clicks. That's really cool. And I mean, I suppose the, the other thing, so from that kind of practical level, John, so what are, you know, can we give our listeners kind of some other examples of, of kind of data points they can pull out super quick with segments? Sure. Yeah. So we uh, recently did a order timing analysis, right? So we, we looked at uh, the time between uh, your orders zero, one, two, and three, right? So this is really between your, what, you know, why do those, why do those cutoffs matter? Because that's when people who new signups become new buyers, become new repeats, and then for three and on, onwards, we've considered them really loyal customers, right? And so we calculated the time between each of those orders and we calculated the inflection point when the growth starts to slow down. And so um, this is all available in, in the tool. Then you can, you can really target your customers based on how shoppers shop native to your store, right? Like some of this was... was um, like one thing is that people are still using the, these static 
you know, business rule based timing, right? Like seven days, do this, 30 days, do that. But why, why are we doing that? Like, have we stopped to think, you know, is that the right cycle for my store and my shoppers? Right. And so I find that really um, kind of a miss. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, my, my opinion, the same is because we're, I guess what we're always looking for, you know, kind of in e-commerce tends to be sort of that, that rigid set of, okay, well, you know, your, your email flow needs to be, you know, three days for this and then four days for that and then five days and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, the reality is that it's a living, breathing thing, isn't it? You know, um, some of our listeners' businesses are very different in terms of the age, the product, their, their customer. So, it, it makes a lot of sense what you're saying, you know, in terms of looking at that and saying, right, what actually do people do? And off the back of that, then we can kind of, um, you know, essentially build our email marketing around that, build our Facebook campaigns around that so that we can then get a better message at the right time to people, which, which you know, to me makes, makes a lot of sense. Exactly. And I think, you know, the, the other thing is that, you know, kind of with my experience with clients, I think that a lot of the time that when it comes to kind of talking about data, I, you know, I even know some, some times you're going to, when you even mention data analytics, you kind of see that the, the eyes of someone or, or the color in their face drain away a little bit. And it's kind of a bit scary and I get it. You know, I remember mm-hmm. kind of first looking at Google analytics, you know, many years ago and just thinking there is so much here, you know, there is, there is so much to do. Right. Um, I suppose, you know, the, the thing is that from a data point of view, you know, I, admittedly, I'm not a maths and stats guy like you. Um, would you say that kind of, yeah, having a good knowledge of, of stats and, and maths is, is necessary to get the best out of data? Yeah, I, like you said, I mean, I mean, I'm a stats guy. And so I, I naturally see numbers everywhere. But I, I know it can be very overwhelming when you pull up a dashboard and it's filled with like a lot of numbers and charts that don't really make much sense. And it doesn't explain what things you know are and what am I supposed to get out of it I honestly I really feel like a lot of people are doing the analytics and dashboard wrong in that sense mm. um, I feel like dashboards are meant to really summarize information and not to confuse people with too much information and so I myself sometimes <clears throat> even have a hard time understanding these type of dashboards right um, but coming back I, I really feel like as an owner of a business um, or you know maybe you're the, the, the CEO the operations person you know, you should have a firm grasp on the metrics of your business, right? I don't think you can run a profitable business without really an understanding of how your store is performing. And so as an example, um, the CEO of LinkedIn, Jeff Weiner, right? You know, $20 billion company, and he gets a one-page executive report, what we call it the one-pager, every single day. And he's basically able to synthesize information quickly, right? Thanks to the, the solid data teams there, but he understands, you know, what's coming, um, one needs tweaking, um, and that's just he spends like thirty minutes, and then he he's done, right? He understands mm-hmm. what's happening in, in in the business, like he has a firm grasp. And so we kind of took what we learned at LinkedIn, right, and we built an executive style summary for for stores. So we wanted to, you know, give you an opportunity to at a glance understand, uh, get clarity on your key metrics, understand what's working, and what needs tweaking, right? Um, the other thing that I, I would share is that I, I sometimes see people asking a lot of questions on, on Facebook uh, groups or about metrics like ROAS or something yeah. else, right? And then, you know, what inevitably happens is, you know, there's a bunch of answers coming from peers, right? And these peers are mostly strangers to you, right? And so the problem there is that, um, you know, besides, you know, getting a bunch of direct messages, right? Selling you yeah, stuff. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, really, it's just the believability and context, right? So mm. how do you, 
how do you evaluate the quality of these answers, right? How can, how can you trust the answers that I provide is the right answers for your business without really understanding the context? Yeah. Right? So our mission with segments is really to make data science accessible for, the, for e-commerce and kind of have segments to be the source of truth, right? To answer these data questions um, so that you don't have to be afraid uh, and you, you can trust the answers that you're getting. Cool. I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, I think you know, the, the thing is as well from, you know, kind of taking that forward and, and kind of saying, you know, look, it doesn't have to be this big kind of, you know, sort of elephant in the room, scary thing that, you know, you need to approach. It's, it's mm-hmm. having that, that, those kind of core metrics. I mean, from your kind of point of view, you know, thinking about obviously Shopify merchants, Shopify store owners, what do you think is, I guess, the most three most valuable sets of data that a Shopify store owner should be looking at specifically kind of to drive more sales? Because I think, you know, that's what a lot of our lessons will be saying here, right? I want to use data, but I want to know, okay, what, if I'm going to start small, what maybe a kind of two or three data sets I should look at to really kind of help me get on the right path to those sales? Sure. Yeah, I, uh, I wish there was like some fancy data set that I could throw around and then people would go, ooh and ah, right? Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a foundation, I'm like a practical person, right? I really think that you just start with your order data, your customer data, and your product data. These three tables that's already literally sitting in your Shopify stores, right? With these orders, customers, and product data, you can do amazing things already. Um, there's a fancy framework that people throw around called RFM which stands for recency, frequency, and monetary. And that really just means like, when did people last order? How many times have they purchased? And how much do they usually spend? And so with these three axes, you can neatly segment all your customers based on where they fall along uh, these RFM segments. And you know, that already gives you a lot of information about your, like, your VIPs, uh, your at-risk customers, your low-value customers, right? And you know, throw products in there, and you can really use that's the that's the foundation, that's the core foundation to, to almost everything you can you need to get started. So really, just kind of you know, keeping it simple, getting some broad categories to start off with, doing some testing on those broader categories, and then kind of narrowing it down as you've done more and more testing, as you would with I guess with you know most kind of approaches to marketing is kind of that that test repeat test repeat, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. And look, I, I think you should have a clear view of how many people um, is in each of those segments. And for example, how many people has bought once, twice, or three or more times? How many people are at uh, laps beyond you know, 30 days, 60 days, 180 days? Um, and then tie up that with your average spend, average order value. And then that you really can see some beautiful things start to form. Cool. Okay, great. I mean, the, the other one uh, that I was interested in as well, John, to ask is that kind of, you know, are there any, is there any kind of data you think that Shopify store owners sort of overlook that is really useful that isn't really kind of seen as being useful? I just kind of wonder if there's anything kind of in your mind that you think, well, look, actually, not a lot of people look at XYZ uh, and it's something that really well, I think they should do. Yeah, so I think the, um, we talked about before, right? Like the, 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 for example, the static business rules, order timing, right? So I think that is massively underlooked at. Um, it, again, like the purchase cycles for every customer is slightly different, right? And so I think with building micro segments and based on people's, uh, for example, purchase cycles, uh, how people have used to shop based on different products um, can really 
tell a, a, a richer story with your targeting, right? So t- target people dynamically based on the insights you're getting uh, from their orders and from within their orders, what products they're buying, right? So then, um, then you can cut your data set by, for example, leading with products, leading with the order timing, leading with uh, how long have the, since their last order. Those segments can be, it's like pre-built with segments, right? And you can right. then easily sync those things to email so that you don't have to worry about um, coming up with a lot of these ideas or knowing what threshold to set, right? Part of the problem with, with a lot of data is now you get like, okay, well, I have like a, a thousand combination of things that I need to do. Mm. How, do I, how do I prioritize and how do I think about um, those segments and at what threshold to set at? That I think is very um, out of reach for, for most of the merchants. And so we aim to also solve that problem. Great. I like it. Cause it's, you know, it's one of those things then that you're kind of, you're taking that guesswork out of it and you are, you, you can be, guess, I guess, more confident really in coming decision-making ability as well, because you're looking at true data, you're looking at actually what people are doing and then mm-hmm. off the base of that, they're making decisions, which, you know, I think is, is always going to be a, a wise decision to make. So, okay, great. Um, all right. So I suppose from a practical level then, you know, we're kind of, you know, all listening here, many of us as Shopify store owners or, or thinking about Shopify um, certainly as an option. From kind of perspective of looking at data and sort of evaluating it, you know, mm-hmm. how often, you know, would you say that store owners should do it? Is it kind of a daily thing? Is it a weekly thing? What, what would you recommend? So it's clearly kind of a self-serving qu- uh, question for me, but I would say every single day, right? Like I think, Owners should get in their practice, right? You, 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 you pop, you know, you get your coffee, right? And then you pop open your laptop and you kind of read, read your segments dashboard, look at mm. your exact summary for five minutes, right? Understand kind of what's happening with your store, right? And then you kind of, um, you get in, just get in the habit of reading the metrics because then you, you're comfortable and you have a firm grasp of um, how your store is doing um, every day. Then maybe you do a deeper dive uh, once a week with your team about the data because they're not as close to all the metrics as you are. So you kind of tell them how we're doing, right? And, um, you know, analyze campaign and study what works every month. You know, you, you want to go back and look at, Hey, what worked last month for us? What's my channel look like? What's my Google shopping? What's my Facebook, right? We can use letter. And then you kind of evaluate uh, for your quarterly planning, right? So what are we doing for the next quarter? Right? Again, you, you want data to support that decision. Mm. Um, forecasting growth for your yearly, you know, what's, what's our long-term uh, forecast look like? What is the trend? Um, these things are really all going to be supported by data. And that's, I think, how you should make your decisions, right? It's really just data-driven. Excellent. Seems like really good, strong advice there. And I suppose, you know, the, the thing is that kind of going forward for, you know, particularly segments, obviously, you know, using it on that daily yeah. basis, on that kind of weekly basis, on the monthly basis, Mm-hmm. when we you know kind of if if we have kind of listeners who are thinking you know about you know potentially segments could be for them what yep. are your kind of plans for the future with segments because obviously i imagine you know things change quite quickly but just kind of wondered you know what what's sort of the next step for you guys yeah i mean we have a lot of things planned right i, I think really we want to get to a point where it's guided automation right so you can open your dashboard um review your metrics in the glance see what's changed and why, right? It just with insights just built in and tell you kind of what happened. Um, when you see a big dip, big increase or big dip, right? You pair that with the recommended actions um, that takes you to these automated micro segments. And then you can just kind of one click approve them 
and boom, then it's sync to your email flows, right? Nice. You, it's, I mean, it's, that's kind of the division, right? We want to make sure like you can review what's happening and then take some actions and then uh, see exactly what's going to happen with the segment, how many people are in it, uh, how many new people are in it, how many people have moved on to, for example, from a one-time buyer to a VIP, right? Having all that information at your fingertips and then you can just click and approve and then those things are synced to your flows, right? Um, you see a down week, you know, you're like, oh, what's going on? Like, is my Facebook not firing? Um, you know, maybe the dashboard just tells you that, hey, you know what? This is powerful seasonality. We see a lot of people um, with this kind of uh, nat natural downturn, right? Uh, you you want to launch a new product, for example. Uh, you're wondering who should I push this product to in the newsletter, right? Um, so we want to build something called the inverted search, right? So which will suggest to you a list of users more likely to purchase uh, based on your product choices. Uh, you sync all your order timing to user segments. And then you, whenever people kind of cross over that lapse point and become at risk of churning, you know, they're already being targeted relevant, relevant mm -hmm. offers, right? Like you want to get ahead of churn, not, you know, try to win them back after they churn. Yeah. You see what absolutely. I'm saying? It, it just seems like you, what you're saying is kind of, it's, it's more of a kind of a proactive on a reactive tool, um, mm -hmm. which I think, you know, kind of sometimes that, you know, particularly sometimes if you use Google analytics, it does feel very reactive. Um, and obviously, yeah, you know, there are some settings in there where you can kind of create alerts and you, know, you can, um, you know, you can have reports sent to you. This to me kind of sounds like it, it's taking more of an, an active management of it. it. It's going to be a tool that, will help you implement things within cool. the tool rather than just it being saying, okay, well, look, this is what the data is. It's not actually kind of giving you any advice or, or structure. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, like the sound of it. Cool. It's, it's, it's really going from the descriptive side of things to being more prescriptive with mm. your, your insights, right? So bringing clarity with your metrics, you know, actionability with insights and simplicity with segments and start taking control of your data. Cool. I mean, the, the other thing I suppose is that if, you know, that it's great, you know, if obviously the probably that people have got Shopify stores ready because it's something that obviously they can start thinking about. I suppose the, the other kind of angle here is because a lot of our lessons as well um, also tend to be people that are kind of thinking about setting up a store or maybe in kind of the very early stages. Mm -hmm. Is there kind of anything that they can do to prepare for using data or kind of get into any sort of mindset or, or you know, what, what, what should they be, be kind of looking for initially or, or getting when they first start with Shopify? So again, the, 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 what's great with starting with Shopify, you know, instead of um, maybe some other platforms um, that, where you have to do a lot more customization is that Shopify already tracks your order information and sorts them into tables, you know, without you having to set up any type of databases uh, that is traditionally required, right? And that's the, I think that's a really a huge advantage, huge plus um, for, for, for store owners and merchants. And it's also one of the, um, you know, early choices when we were reviewing different platforms, well, why we decided to start with Shopify because of the, the availability of data, right? Um, so for segments, we typically would like to see roughly three or more months of data with maybe around 50 to 100 orders per month um, before we start forming a lot more insights about your store. Um, but as part of our social mission, right? So we wanted to make data science accessible. And so for, for that purpose, we want to make sure that you get in the habit of looking at your metrics and, you know, not be scared of data, right? And start getting gleaming insights early on. And so what we're offering is um, 
if your store is less than uh, 5,000 a month or six, you know, 60,000 a year, we will offer premium features for your store for free. Cool. So that's, that's great. And so I suppose you know, the, the other thing that we can talk about probably towards just the end of the podcast too is sort of how people can kind of take advantage of that and, and what they can do. Um, I want to um, kind of, move away naturally and kind of talk a bit more more about you really and your, your kind yeah. of look it was it was really good to hear um you know kind of some of your background about linkedin obviously at the start and uh some mm-hmm. insights there because i know a lot of the listeners will be very interested in that and i suppose one of the other things that we like to talk about um on shipper flight crosses pond is kind of uh, i guess business crushes now it kind of sounds a bit weird but <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when i sometimes when i say this but you know yeah. we we often, you know, kind of at blend when we talk to, to our clients and we talk mm-hmm. internally, we say, look, there's this business and I really love what they're doing in terms of marketing, the way they treat yeah. customers. Are there any kind of business at the moment you've kind of come across recently? You just think, look, they're really doing this particular thing really well or really loving what they do. You know, have you got mm-hmm. anyone like that at the moment that you would say, look, these are the guys? I see. Yeah. I mean, I think... I feel like the obvious ones are, um, you know, maybe just get it out of the way. I think the obvious ones are Shopify and Klaviyo. Uh, Shopify is doing something really special. I feel like um, it's really enabling like a new wave of entrepreneurs mm. uh, and startups um, with their platform. I, I really feel like there's going to be um, the major brands of tomorrow, um, you know, coming from direct-to-consumer brands, um, stores from, from Shopify. That I feel like is a huge, like a definite trend. Um, with Clayview, I, I, it's, it's amazing. You know, I, I, I started monitoring Facebook groups and I just see a lot of people just, um, throwing love at Clayview, um, what looks to me organically. And so they must be doing something right. <laughs> they, they must be doing something right. Um, so, but my, I feel like the recent business crush for me is Slack. And so, uh, Slack is really a, a, a it started with like a, being a work productivity messaging tool, right? And, and we started using Slack um, a couple of weeks back and I, I've used it before at LinkedIn. Uh, we've set up these automated triggers and events. Uh, so whenever a store signs up, we, we get notified. When something breaks, we get notified. Um, we can communicate with our team members super simply and then have files sitting right there with the contacts. It's really honestly a huge productivity boost, uh, really dramatically reduced the amount of uh, emails. and. Like the, 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 the way they have this tool um, set up is just, it was like a great idea because it just goes viral, right? Because they start with individual workers using this tool, spreading across the organization. And then like once people start using it, then it's like, oh my God, my, my company needs this, right? So that I feel like is really um, tantamount to the, how they like growth, like organically through word of mouth. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, we we also use Slack, you know, internally, and and also yeah. I think the other nice thing about Slack is that there are now obviously lots of kind of Slack channels and kind of communities mm-hmm. forming. So you know, from a professional point of view, you know, you mentioned for example, Clavio there is a, a Clavio partner. There are kind of um, Clavio Slack channels, so we can kind of communicate with other agencies, the Clavio Direct. So yeah, massively, you know, I agree with you there. It's a great, great tool. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, um, what I would like to do is really um, just kind of say, look, if obviously our listeners are sitting there saying, right, you know, it's about time that I start looking at data. Um, John's convinced me that it's not as scary as it needs to be, which I think you've done very well. So well done. <laughs> what, um, what should, you know, kind of our listeners do if they're going to want to find out more, get in touch, what's the best thing to do? Of course. Yeah. So uh, we recently launched uh, just a couple of weeks ago on the Shopify app store. 
And so you can search segments in the App Store and you'll find us. Uh, we're also under sales optimization, sales analytics. <clears throat> and so I just want to like give a special offer for anyone listening to the podcast, right? So if you sign up and then you mention Shopify across the pond, uh, and it will double your free trial period to uh, one month from 14 days. Awesome. We all love a free trial, John. We all love a free trial. Love it. Great. Well, look, that's, that's a really generous offer, John. Thank you very much. Um, I just want to kind of say as well, again, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. It's been really, really good having you here and kind of, you know, I guess sort of just demystifying data, which, you know, is one of the things that I think is really, really important to do. And really, uh, as I say, great to have you here. Um, love to be here. Fantastic. Great. Well, look, guys, thanks very much for tuning in today. Um, We will be back next week with our next podcast. But obviously, please do like, share uh, Shopify Across the Pond uh, or visit www.shopifyacrossthepond.com. Cheers. Cheers.